Hi folks, our content warning. I expect we're going to talk about ADHD because that's pretty normal and uh, certainly going to talk about uh, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, which is also like everybody should have that warning these days. I don't know. Indeed. Um, our next warning is that we have pets. One uh, of whom is in my lap or hound, trying to are be. You, yeah, don't, don't breathe on the microphone, hound. Please don't. Hound, don't sweetie. don't huff the microphone, people. Well, anyway, um, we also have cats. The chickens are asleep. Uh, we had a nice storm. All the chickens are fine, um, if not a little cranky on ice storm day that they couldn't they they didn't leave their coops because out of choice, not out of whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's all that. And finally, we uh, we tend to swear a lot. Yes, like hound, you're fucking heavy. There you go. So. At least I gave you a warning before we dropped the first F-bomb this episode, and you should go in knowing that's why we mark things explicit, not for content that isn't suitable for all peoples, but because we swear a lot. Get hound. So, hi, Sweetie. welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 235, and yeah, we had an ice storm. We did. This, this past weekend, It was we had it on Sunday. I had Monday off because it's a U.S. federal holiday. Um... So there was little to no impact. Like, I don't get snow days working from home most of the time unless, like... Uh, the power goes out. Unless the power goes out, yeah. And it didn't. And like I said, the chickens were, were kind of grumpy about the fact that there was... It was uh, basically sleeting yes. all day. And they did not wish to go out in it, so they didn't. Yeah, when, the one time I, I went out to give them treats, I literally threw it in the doors of their coops, and they were just like, this is fine. Don't, just don't make me go out there. I did see Pot Pie and I want to say Henrietta, Mary Henrietta, wandering around the yard later in the day. I think the Cochins really are better suited to cold weather. <laughs> well, they're they're nothing but floof, and they have big <clears throat> floofy pantaloons on yeah, their feet, yeah. so, you know. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, like, Ninja and, and Spare were just like, I ain't going out there if I don't have to. Yep. Um so yeah, there's there's the that's that's the state of things. Um so I think we spent Sunday doing the best thing possible. Nothing. Absolutely. like I th I finished reading one novel and then read a second one. Yes, it was right? it's been so long since I spent a day when it was snowy outside just sitting around in a bathrobe reading a book and drinking tea and it yeah. was lovely. Yeah, I mean, I, I needed that sort of a break. And then Monday, when we had the holiday and I, I had an interview with someone um, that will be uh, episode 240 and, you know, a couple other things uh, that I took care of sort of maintenance-wise. Yes, um, yes. Before D&D. &D. I worked because, you know, yeah. you're always at work. Yeah. Um, and that is one thing that, you know, it's always a little hard to do is put things down. Yes. And not work on side project A, B, or C. Uh, and I really needed, I really needed a, a severe break like that as compared to, you know, my day off after MAGFest last week. Right. Because that was a whole different kind of recovery and... Or, or the standard, you know, weekend yeah. day off, which is, okay, now we have to do all of the things we didn't do during the week, like yeah. take the trash to the dump. Yeah, and, exactly, exactly. You know. And uh, so it was nice. It was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, other than that, uh, what did I do? I did some research for the opensource.com series that I am so far behind uh, on. I did uh, some work on my... Shaw, don't eat my microphone cable. That's... No, come here. Um, I got, you know, day job stuff done. Yeah. Um, I read two of the Gaunt's Ghost novels that uh, that were the newest two that I was behind on. Where, where are you going? Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, so... And Shaw, where are you, Shaw? Yeah. Um, also, um, since I upgraded our phones for Christmas, um, the phone cases that I love so much aren't actually MagSafe compatible. So my add-ons that let me make them MagSafe compatible came in, so I stuck those in, and they've been working very well. Good, good. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's... Really, that's about all I've got. Um, day job, d and um, I will say I appreciate you GMing. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it's taken a lot of the pressure off for me, so I can relax and enjoy the game a little more. Yes, yes, I am I am glad mm-hmm. to. I mean, you GM'd for 14 years. It's, I mean, it's the least I can do, is take yeah. over for a bit, and I'm still very insecure about it, so at the end I'm like, okay, was that okay? Did, did somebody post-mortem this? Did this work? Yeah, yeah. But, uh... And, uh, and as, I think as our characters progress and gain levels and... Because it's a milestone system, so you get to say right when we go up a level. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, also, the new rules expansion will be here on the twenty fifth. Uh, there's um, a new rules expansion. So they they're they're doing a whole bunch of revisions, and they've created a book called um, Monsters of the Multiverse that it looks like isn't going to be available standalone until May. Um, but it's got a whole bunch of sort of tweaks and the errata applied and, um, a whole bunch of other stuff that should be, I hope, reflected in D&D Beyond. Um, something like, uh, 30 playable races and updates, so some new stuff, compilations from other books. Well, that, um, which, you know, we're, we're all kind of set for this, uh, this... Yeah, but campaign, I mean, but in the future, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if there are any like rule modifications, we uh, I'll have those on hand. And um, uh, since I own everything else in Beyond, that's just what I get him for Christmas now is D and D books. Yeah, yeah. But since it was only available in a box set that comes with two books, I already own. Um, I think I'm going to have to give away those two books. Oh. Oh no's the woe. Who who could we possibly know that would want those two books, Liz? If you're listening, anyway. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. no, I, I've been enjoying GMing a lot. I, I've been enjoying talking with you about GMing because mm-hmm. we've had some very interesting discussions about the the process of mm-hmm. you know trying to tailor a thing for your players so that they feel like. They're getting sort of personalized storylines and things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Hound, you have a personalized storyline. Your life is a personalized storyline. I know, right? You are the center of the universe, Hound, and you know it. Um, but but yeah, there's there's a, a lot to um, 
to digest when you're the, the game master other than I have a book, I have some dice, let's do this thing. Indeed. Um, if you want to go beyond like the very, let's all just play I've never done this before or I just want to run a quick thing um, for people. Um, yeah, the uh, the... Because, you know, and playgroups are so very different, too. Like, you know, we, we mm-hmm. our, our players are not necessarily going to be... Like, if you give them a, a super cool magic item, that's less of a reward than here is your weird personalized storyline involving your, you know... Or here is a otherwise useless magic item and we will make that useless work like a rented mule and find ways to fit it in but what was the useless one we we used i uh oh dear god i mean you kept asking for a ring of sheep because ring of endless sheep ring of endless sheep because that would be like you know the perfect thing but um yeah which is not a real magic item i wish it was yeah I mean, I could probably homebrew one on on Beyond. Yeah, first homebrew the scroll of mice that I gave you as a reward on okay, a, yeah. in a panic. Uh... Yeah, see, now, a scroll of mice seems, on the face of it, pretty useless. But you can think of so many places you could use it. You know, like, uh, uh, Kevin, this is all out of character knowledge. But oh, yeah. If there's a trap uh, and pressure plates that you're afraid of going off or some kind of trap, run the mice across it and see if the pit trap opens or whatever, which will depend on the weight, but you know. Yeah, or um, we need to get into a house, but it's, you know, guarded or occupied in some way. Uh, let's Let's send in the mice. So now the house is suddenly infected with 100 mice running around everywhere. And people are trying to, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, there, but even, you know, if you gave us a, a rope of, uh, that emulated, that would move like a snake, you couldn't tie anything up with it, order it to tie anything up, you could just tell it to go somewhere and act like a snake, we yeah. would have it so... We would find so many uses for that. You'd be like sick of it. Yes, and you would name it. Oh, we would. And name it would it. be it would be Rope Bob, and you would love that's, it. That's if you name it. Yes, and it would be you know the most popular character in the game. Uh, yes, they they're already starting to acquire pets because I foolishly forgot everything I should have known as a player and just did what the module said, which was there were two war horses there and they could take them and. The war horses are named Buddy and Waffles. Yes, this is they my are. Life now. The the only consolation I can give you is I probably won't be acquiring pets. Yes, you'll be summoning them. Yeah, starting next level, third level, a warlock can take um, a path that allows them to summon a familiar. And welcome oh, yeah. to extreme geekery <laughs> with Kevin and Ursula. Yes. Uh, so yes, yeah, um, and and one of the but this is this is also part of being productive, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because it gives us a place to play, to exercise, to be creative without being beholden to anyone but each other. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's all about spending time as a group and building a shared story. And no, we we aren't going to record it or broadcast or anything like that. Or monetize it. Or monetize it. It's ours. Yes. And also... What we share, we share. People who who have expressed saying you'd want it recorded, no, it would be really grim to record it because it would be 
four hours of long silences and people muttering and... Oh, no. See, that's, that's the problem, is that four hours would have to be compressed down to an hour and someone would have to edit it. Exactly. And by someone, we all know we mean Kevin. Yeah. And it's this is not critical role i mean no yeah. we we, we well have the other thing fun, is that um, no. as was pointed out to me critical role is also um they're all paid performers yeah so uh, there's the other big difference is they are monetizing it because they have a budget with which to pay the people who are playing now i'm not saying the people who play don't enjoy the game so yes. it's like a bonus but you yeah. know they're they're essentially pros and right and we are just we're doing it to have fun yeah so yeah Anyway, so uh, that's, that's that's part yeah. of what we've been doing. So, what else did you get done this week? Uh, I started a newsletter. Yes, which I had been wanting to do for ages. Uh, you can find it on Twitter, and I should probably link it to some other places. It's it's mostly for people on Twitter who would like to follow when stuff comes out, mm-hmm. but uh, are have the the drinking from the fire hose problem with Twitter. So, uh, and since no one apparently does RSS feeds anymore, and... Every podcast I know does RSS feeds. We have to. Well, you know, the the Google Reader, whatever it was. Oh, Google Reader, yeah. Yeah, No, I think everybody's on Feedly now. I don't know what it is. But uh, anyway, back in the day, you would write blog posts, and they would go somewhere, and now you you don't. So, and also, like... Facebook. Uh... It's the I mean I I have Patreon but people pay to be on Patreon so I want a you don't have to pay money or remember to go to Patreon thing yeah yeah and uh, just you know it's also nice to have in case for example Twitter decides to ban me for some imagined slight or sometime when I tell someone to go fuck themselves you know in. Uh, that isn't imagined. It's, it's uh, only a matter of time, yeah. Then uh, people still have a way to to know I exist and whatnot. So I had been wanting to do that for a while. I finally knuckled down and did it today. Mm-hmm. And I also updated my website. You didn't. I did. I updated my website. And I wasn't doing it to avoid work either because I did my thousand words beforehand. Why the sudden need to update your website? Uh I don't know. I just felt weird about the fact that I'd had a book out for like six months that wasn't on the website. Okay, that's 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 a valid reason. I admit I haven't updated Sunny.com in forever, but I think I'm actually starting to redirect everything towards Productivity Alchemy now. Yeah. Well, and also I had gotten another email about foreign rights, so I wanted to go put something on the website mm. that was like, for all rights, go talk to my agent. And so it was just easier. You you should take a quick peek around because Shaw's doing the thing again. Shaw's being adorable, and it, I it's he's I'm moving my mouse and he's digging at the screen like yes. he's looking at GarageBand and as it's moving he's like why is it moving I can't why can't I get to it and he can't damage the screen that way fortunately but um, it is adorable it is also not a thing that translates to radio at all but we are dying here yeah and it um, the other thing is that may be one of my biggest. Uh, work distra- distractions um, is he'll do it on my uh, my second monitor, so I have two monitors, um, and it's like there's my calendar and maybe something moves or animates on it, and suddenly he's digging at it, and I'm trying to write code, and I just I can't. Yes, because there's a Shaw there being cute, being adorable. He had a giant blap at me a little while ago. So Aww. who's my buddy? You're the sweet one. Your brother's yes. the one that. 
keeps, well, hurting me. Um, not, not on purpose. No, he just, he just. He's they, rough. Yeah, he, he's, he, he, and he tries to groom people with, with teeth because he thinks he's grooming another cat and he's just not very smart. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway. you know who is very smart? Um, Sophie uh, Lagasse, who I had an amazing interview with um, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, and, and Sophie uh, is one of the people I met as part of the um, Productivity for Game Designers. Excellent. Project Management for Game Designer panels at, at Big Bad Con. Um, Sophie contributed to uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which is just an amazing game and um, works uh, on Evil Hat with Evil Hat and uh, a couple other places and just all around fun. And I had a lot of uh, fun talking to her and I hope you do too. Uh, you have a lot of fun listening to us. I hope you do too. Yeah, you're not actually talking to her right now. You're going to be listening. Anyway, um, we'll have that for you right after this. here today with Sophie, who has graciously uh, agreed to appear on the show and talk about what it is she does and how she stays organized. And I first saw Sophie on a panel at Big Bad Con about productivity or, or yeah, productivity for game designers or project management for game designers. And it was fantastic. You'll notice I've already had another guest from that panel on the show. So you're going to hear from hopefully all of them before the end of, of things. Um, anyway, uh, Sophie, can you do a significantly better job than I just did introducing you and uh, tell us about what you do? Okay. I'm Sophie Lagasse. Uh, in that panel, I was talking about the project manager uh, for some uh, tabletop games, particularly uh, role-playing games, for the company Evil Hat Productions, and we do. If you're, if uh, listeners are not familiar, that's they can uh, they can think D and D. It's it's kind of like that in principle, uh, although the games we uh, we create are, you know, feel very different. I think, but it's the the same idea of uh, people gathering to create a a shared story, have some rules to adjudicate when things are are uncertain and the the market for that is, well, fans of uh, role-playing games and generally people who are, who are into a lot of other geeky <laughs> pursuits. And uh, that's something I do for love because of, uh, well, no, <laughs> I get very, I get paid and I am very grateful <laughs> for the pay because at times it's been my, my lifeline. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is, this is a, a work of love nonetheless. 
Uh, and my background is, is actually as a, as a project management engineer. I'm a civil and, and environmental engineer. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, yeah, I I took a, a specialization in project management when I did my civil engineering degree, mm-hmm. and later on I went on to get get a master's in environment. Um, and I did love that work for for a long time, for a few <laughs> decades, but I got burned out on the consulting world. Yeah. So. Uh, now, I, and, and during the time that, you know, I was, uh, I, I was dropping off because I was, I, I was literally burned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what, that turned out by, by coincidence. That's when I started writing for Evil Hat. And yeah. they, I was well organized with, in my <laughs> writing work and, and they knew, you know, and they knew me personally. So they knew my background. So eventually they asked me, would you like to pro- manage projects too? Hey, why not? Yeah. Um, As of a few weeks ago, I shifted to managing uh, the release of uh, digital products based on those games. So it's not like uh, it's not like uh, massive online games or anything like that. It's more recreating the. Mm-hmm the effect of the, the the feel of a tabletop playing online and sharing sharing uh, your your images and your counters and so forth and of course release of pdfs and the yeah. art, uh, digital products like that i i would like to say that as a backer for thirsty sword lesbians that i love the art and the book and i mean i don't have the physical book yet but um, it's gorgeous. I can't wait. I, I'm <laughs> I'm excited about getting my hands on it. Uh, but everything I've seen and uh, the roll twenty, it's just been incredibly impressive. Um, not that I've had a chance to play yet, unfortunately, but I am just in awe of the amount of love that went into that particular uh, work from uh, you folks over at Evil Hat. So, yeah. I'm glad you like it. There are, <laughs> there are uh, all sorts of reasons to to, to buy these role playing books, and while the you know the central idea is uh, somebody who who buys it to to host it as a game master mm-hmm. or as a player to get more involved in understanding the rules and so forth. There's a lot of uh, of those role-playing books that are that are good just as reading products. You know, there's oh, yeah, books yeah. that I've got, especially, you know, now that we can have less expensive mm-hmm. versions in PDF, um, I, I get a, a lot of those because I, I just want to, to read the setting. I want to read the, oh, yeah. the author's voice. And I think Thirsty Sword Lesbians is one that's well worth Re- at least reading, if, mm-hmm. if even if you don't get to play it, there's a lot of things to steal in the way you handle group dynamics, for example, yeah. and safety tools and uh, building stories. And- oh yeah, and as as a game, as someone who's been running a game now for actually, I'm on break. Someone else is running the game with a different storyline and set of characters, so I actually get to play for the first time in in this with this group uh, for the first time in 12 years. 
right? So, but I, I appreciate having all of those extra resources to be able to take to my table, even if it's not, well, I'm putting table in air quotes because we've actually right. been doing sort of online virtual since the beginning because we're all over the place. Dispersed, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but being able to just say, you know what works, and I'm, now I'm looking over at my giant shelf of things, um, like we're doing all of our all of our character design is is um, from Ironclaw, which is an mm. amazing system. Uh, but it's I basically put Ironclaw on top of Five E. Okay. Because yeah, uh, because that's the system they wanted to play uh, when it came around. Yeah. But Ironclaw has such a rich world and character options. It's like yeah, the world is fantastic. Yeah. I haven't read the rules for the second edition, but the first edition was, in terms of system, was not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. but it was definitely the setting was. Yeah, no, the the setting, they the pirate book, they've just uh, done one, uh, I haven't gotten my copy yet, but they just did, um, for 2021, their release is a book set in the South Pacific, so pirates and Australian and... Um, the Pacific Islands uh, character designs and sources, and I'm really excited about getting that that in hand. Nice. And um, of course, Norman Rafferty, who I don't know if he's listening, but who you know we're friends with, is going to be very excited to hear me talking about how much I love Ironclaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with everything going on, how do you keep yourself organized? It depends on on the the job and the section the section of my uh, my life because I still have mm -hmm. a I have another job so I'm I'm now a freelancer I'm living in the gig economy uh, and I have like various contracts. Oh ah, yes, of course. I do data management, for example, uh, uh, helping create some online courses. Uh, like build e-learning, uh, mm -hmm. things like that. And so there's my uh, and there's my my personal life, including games. So mm -hmm. all these the various compartments have their own tools, right? Oh, I've, cool. I've read some books where they they, they tell you. I think <laughs> the best <laughs> example I think was uh, getting things done. Oh yeah. Uh, where they really advise to have one system for everything, and I I tried it, and I uh, that that didn't quite work for me. Uh, I prefer to have you know systems that that work for the, that specific mm -hmm. uh, part of my environment. Um, also, I'm, <laughs> I should be so so ashamed to say that. I'm the kind of person who who never finished getting things done. <laughs> I <know>. procrastinated. <laughs> it's uh, I I remember in the early 2000s when that was the system to use. It was like the yeah. fashionable system to use, and I've taken a couple principles from it. I still use them to this day. But yeah, no, the, trying to incorporate everything and hammer it into like your entire life into one particular flow that works for some people, but not for everyone. I still refer back to some things I learned with Franklin Covey. Um, 
and new things now uh, because it's a, a ever evolving and ever changing. So yeah, no. So for my my more data management and uh, uh, mm-hmm. corporate world uh, job, <laughs> I uh, the company uses Outlook. So I use the tools from Outlook. I I, mm-hmm. I try to be good about um, color tagging mm-hmm. by category, so I can find messages again, and uh, using the tasks and the uh, and the calendar, and using the same color code throughout those various elements. And so that's the that's that's going to be the primary location to track what's going on. But I also have a little book, uh, and, uh, just a uh, my own little. It's not quite a, a bullet journal, but you know, it's a, it get the idea like a mm-hmm. little circle for things that I need to get done. Uh, <clears throat> one bar through when it started, but uh, it's in progress. But I haven't finished. Cross it out if it's been canceled, and mm-hmm. and then check it. Fill the little uh, little circle if it's all done, and the the act of writing on paper rather than typing for me mm-hmm. helps my my memory so it's something yeah. I, i've handwritten is is more likely to to stick and and therefore i, I may not need it as much yeah um, no i i i'm the same way <clears throat> so yeah i have to write it down or i know it doesn't stick and then on the other side and on the personal side, uh, mm-hmm. I tend to I, I I do have a, a separate little book for for that. Uh, for I I have a little book for uh, for Evil Hat, for example, uh, where I do the same thing. But uh, on, for my personal email and for for mm-hmm. that, I use uh, Google. So I, I use Gmail for uh, and I use. Uh, the calendar a lot mm-hmm. if it's not on the calendar it doesn't exist yes um and and i'm not super satisfied with the the flow of information from outlook mm-hmm. calendar to uh, to uh google calendar and back but you know i i doubled and triple check and i have them on my phone too <clears throat> uh, i have tried so many different automations to you know, try to get the two to talk to, and it's always, there's always bumps in that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and- I even have Outlook for Mac, which will talk to Gmail and Google Calendar as a source, and it's still really bumpy. Mm. Um, yeah. I blame Google for that, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm happy to blame them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like a lot of uh, people na- nowadays, I'm happy to have a little phone oh, for, yeah. that I can connect to everything. It's it's wonderful to. So um, again, difference between the the different side on on uh, the corporate side. We used to have Dropbox, but in a cost saving measure, it was changed mm-hmm. to uh, the Microsoft uh, uh, one, one OneDrive. OneDrive, yeah, and that's does for for various logistic reason of working with 
contractors and employees mm-hmm. and you know uh the it doesn't it doesn't work smoothly yeah so uh I also have to have I also have to use my own Dropbox to share with people mm-hmm. who can't access who can't be permitted to access the OneDrive but still <laughs> still need to be involved in the in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, on Evil Hat site, it's it's very easy to to use uh, Dropbox and uh, Google Drive. We use them both. Tends to be uh, for large. Documents that have some permanence, um, like InDesign files, uh, graphics, like the final versions of PDFs and things like that. That that's that's gonna rest on Dropbox. Yeah. But for uh, spreadsheets and uh, little drafts in progress and things like that, we use Google Drive. It's it's more the, the the more rapid access, uh, common editing, and so forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, if there's one thing I think Google did really well in their their office suite, it is that whole shared collaborative editing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Honestly, I, some days that's what keeps me on, on Google Drive and Docs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're very useful. So mm-hmm. even when I uh, I grit my teeth, uh, Google has a fantastic record of canceling my favorite apps. When <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, pour one out for Google Reader, right? Um, yes. <laughs> yes, Google Google Reader was my aggregator. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was Google Groups, which I was using a lot, and it had some wiki-like functions that I love. Yep. They stripped those out to the point where, uh, in in the end, Google Group was not useful to me in any way. Yeah. Uh, Google Wave, it felt very much like a beta, and it was officially a beta, but I thought it had a lot of uh, of promise, and I was a big fan of Google Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there's a whole discussion about how, and like, and there's there's an article somewhere about the internal politics around wave and then plus mm-hmm. and yes different yeah. groups it's like it's like they they read the the soviet era manual for how to mismanage <laughs> research groups and went with that <laughs> yeah and then trying to wedge it into everything even where it didn't make sense and yeah the yeah. whole thing mm. But I'm constantly t- trying and evaluating new tools to uh, to get more more productive because uh, I was saying it depends where it depends when too uh, right mm-hmm. um, some tools are are developed they get better and they may get to a point where it's really worth switching and they have yeah. new features or they do the job better than what you already have um, like a, a new one is not. It's not new, but it was it was uh, the the first time I made the leap uh, because I had some friends who talked to, about Text Expander as a, oh. a useful tool to automate a lot of things. Um, yeah. But for a, it wasn't really worth it for me for a long time because, for example, I had uh, other ways to have mm-hmm. uh, email templates for for messages. That you repeat yeah. a lot. I had, I had other ways, uh, uh, or uh, just you know buffers and clipboards. I had other mm-hmm. note-taking apps. 
but it turns out that it, it for auto filming, uh, filming, auto filling very long yes. forms that are repetitive, it turns out to be really useful. So, for example, for Evil Hat, one of the things I've been doing lately, uh, I was talking about those digital projects. Uh, uh, <clears throat> we have art packs that we make available for the game, so it'll have right. some pretty graphics for the background and some tokens and so forth. <clears throat> but the way you set up art packs on uh, on Roll20, uh, I, I know they're working on a lot of improvements, but for to make the the job of of, uh, of people who publish on their site easier. But for the moment, for every single image, you have to uh, go in and put the size, uh, the width and height, and you know uh, DPI and so forth. You have you have some yeah. fields that you have to repeat every time. When you have 150 tokens of the same size, <laughs> it's kind of mindless right yeah so having a tool to just zoom through that is wonderful yeah when um so i am i am a recent convert away from roll 20 um we foundry, just, or? foundry as a matter of fact yeah um mm -hmm. and i really like it and i'm waiting for more companies to start producing content for it because it's so easy <laughs> i mean as a GM, it's really easy for me, and well, it's even easier for my players, I think, than Roll20 was, um, in a lot of ways, uh, where learning Roll20 was really tough for them initially. Switching to mm -hmm. Foundry, it was only like, I think one session, maybe two of, of difficulties. Um, of course, it's all better than what we were using before, which was OpenRPG, which is deader than dead at this point <laughs> in a project sense. Um, Thinking of an open source tool like OpenRPG, um, you we we talked beforehand and you said you you prefer to use Linux and I heard you use the term buffers as far as keeping things. Are you an Emacs user? No, I am not. Oh, but... darn! I was so hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> but I use a lot of open source products. If I have mm -hmm. the choice, like. <clears throat> I recently subscribed to the Adobe Suite because mm -hmm. they have some tools that, like InDesign, uh, where oh, I yeah. want to be compatible with what Evil Hat produces. But mm -hmm. for my projects, um, to date, uh, for years, I've been using Scribus for, uh, for layout. I've been using GIMP for, uh, for, as, uh, it, instead of something like, uh, uh oh, yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm, I'm probably a middling user. I, I use advanced functions, mm -hmm. but I don't do like the really power stuff. Oh, but yeah, I can, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I like I wouldn't lay out a book that way. Right. But I've certainly uh, done a lot of booklets and uh, mm -hmm. programs and things like that. And the fact that they're open source. Uh, pleases me. I really like to support open source and, yeah. you know, I kick a, a, a few bucks when I can, uh, like, okay, it's been a while since I gave it uh, to them and I certainly have used, you know, 30 <laughs> bucks worth of that product. I'll send a little money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm one of the writers on opensource.com. Um, oh, okay. And when this is airing, 
sorry, folks, you're going to get it. You're going to have been hearing about it all month already anyway. Um, <laughs> so uh, my annual productivity series will be running on opensource.com. Very um, cool. 22 articles this year in the space of 22 days instead of um, the 21 and the 20 and the 19 in the previous years. So. Oh, it's, uh, it's guess, like you're a NaNoWriMo, but... <laughs> uh, I'm starting to call myself the Iron Man of correspondence because I basically <laughs> crank out, you know, these large number of articles in this really time-boxed manner. And uh, um, one of one of the others is just like, stop. You're just Now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what I but did, no. I like I like to build buffers. I like to build yeah, a quantity yeah. of material you can release mm -hmm. at your leisure later on. Yeah. Um, I did that is... for my blog when I was still keeping it up, and now it's every once in a while I find a little corner of time for that. <laughs> yeah, you were saying that, that, yeah, this since we're recording this in the first week of, of November and it's airing in January, you were you were talking about how impressive my buffer is, and I'm, I'm just like, it kind of is. It's really nice to be at that point. So that's what I did for modules on row 20. Uh, I mm -hmm. cranked out a lot of them in around March, April, because I knew I was mm -hmm. going to have a super busy summer with, with work. Yeah. So while that, I, I had some time, I, I just lined them up and then we released them every week or every other week mm -hmm. for a long time. Now I need to crank up some more, but I haven't had the chance yet. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm sure it, with with the holidays about to land and things like that, I'm sure it's about to uh, get a little thinner for me in January. I will mm -hmm. be back at the I need to interview everyone and their mother um, <laughs> if I can. Well, I imagine so, that uh, yeah. between Big Bad Con and Metatopia, that's a, that's probably a good source <laughs> of uh, uh, various conventions and, oh. uh, and online events are a, a good source of uh, interviewees. Uh, they have been. Uh, it's just always difficult to juggle scheduling. Um, yes. And also, uh, I haven't been attending. Like, I am an in-con person. We are in in that. We are in-person con people for the most part with for my wife's career, and so that has probably been the biggest adjustment of the last two years. At this point, um, has been you know, virtual cons and the scheduling around that. And if she's appearing, what does that mean for her weekend? I've watched her have to, you know, uh, she was guest at ReaderCon this year and spent, was it ReaderCon? I don't think it was ReaderCon, but there was a con before it where she was just um, online all day mm -hmm. for three days yeah. straight because yeah. she was the guest. And yeah, that's what they needed. So, um but yeah, getting on everybody's schedule, especially as they're making their own appearances and things like that, is is always tricky. Um, but this panel and the group of panelists have been absolutely fantastic. So we were very happy. For it. it was our first time mm -hmm. to doing it in that formula, of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we were pleased with the result, and we were glad that we'd made some choices to cut difficulties. You know, that's a mm -hmm. that's a productivity thing too uh, evaluate yeah. what you really need and mm -hmm. what is just nice to have and what is just like bragging now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. originally uh we considered having big bad I, I'm, I'm talking now as a, mm -hmm. an organizer i was i've been working with the 
person gotten to that part of the conversation yet. So great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Big Dad Online was our first foray in there, but we have the, uh, the experience of putting on Big Bad Con in person mm-hmm. for a decade now. And every year we do things differently. Every year we reevaluate. Uh, can we do this better? Is, was this was this a success? We have a you know we actually measure uh, like a yeah, metric yeah. can be responses to to uh, mm-hmm. to surveys. It can be attendance and uh, things like that. But we don't hand wave it. We we actually evaluate and and mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so amazing. Uh, the first year I was there, it was a great little con. Uh, it was very <laughs> local. It was uh, it was not meant to be a, a big event. It was in fact done to uh, to showcase indie games. And there are much larger game conventions in the area. Oh, yeah. In the big, for those who don't know, uh, I'm talking about the San Francisco Bay Area. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of everything you want. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was. Uh, centered on being uh, small but quality, but because of that constant process of uh, trying to do better and better and better every year, and that has one it uh, attracted some people who like to do better and better, both mm-hmm. in the attendees, especially well, but the players in GM, they're all amazing, and on people who want to be uh, volunteers or want to be on staff. Uh, and that has that has refined the convention to. Uh, I mean, I know we'll uh, in, uh, continue improving it every year, but yeah. it's now a thing where people come from the other side of the globe to <laughs> to attend. Oh, two, three, three of uh, my favorite conventions started small and um, are now just. Uh, gigantic. Um, one of my favorite conventions, which is more on the video gaming side of things, uh, that I staff uh, every year is MAGFest in the D.C. area. And uh, the last one we had, which was going to be two years ago now, because it the, it happens in January, so it's just before everything went to shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Um, there were 20,000 people. And nice. Yeah. And but it started as basically a, uh, a group of guys who wanted to just have a weekend of video gaming with their friends and and you know uh, uh, concerts with uh, like chiptune artists and things like that. And now it's a major event, um, uh. you know. And of course, we always when it's in person attend um, Anthrocon in Pittsburgh because. They have the the furry community has been so good to us over the years that we, you know, we like to show up and and spend time with them. So, and that's the best thing about a good con, right? Is the com- if if it's got a good community, you want to go just to see people. Right? Yes, and for uh, some conventions, will also uh, specialize on a, a particular track. Obviously, mm-hmm. Metatopia last weekend is an example of a, a specialty. It's largely for creators who want to uh, test their games and talk to other creators to learn and and, and share, you know, mm-hmm. tri- tips, tricks, methods, contacts. So yeah. You go to these these particular conventions, and you can you can get a community that that 
you know, th that is incredibly vital, like you mm -hmm. will not see anywhere else on that oh, particular yeah. angle. And uh, yeah, Big Bad Con, the, the thing mm -hmm. that, that struck me like early on uh, uh, years ago is that you would come there with, uh, and I always pick games that are a little, a little uh, <laughs> overlooked, a little different, a little old maybe, or very, very new. Oh, yeah. So I, I went to regular uh, gaming cons, and that actually worked out well for me for, because there would be, you know, a lot of D&D, &D, a lot oh, of Pathfinder, yeah. uh, uh, for a time, a lot of World of Darkness. And then mm -hmm. there would be a handful of other games. So I, I never lacked for players because of that. But uh, if if you test something, if you want to play something that uh, that you, you've been uh, designing uh, or yeah. something that you just bought that is brand new, it can be hard to find players. But mm -hmm. when you go to Big Bad Con, the in-person convention, all the players show up ready to try new things. So you don't have to <laughs> to coax them into trying this that's not D and D. Yeah. They're they're yeah. here for it and they're supportive and they're patient and they're they 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 overlook your GM fail, fails failures. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping to be able to schedule the time to get to Big Bad Con in person next year. Um, I hope we we would know. really love to have one. Yeah. yeah, after after my only experience so far has been online, and that was so positive. I'm like, I want to do this in person. So. You did good. And, <laughs> and it was a heartbreaker both years, 2020 mm -hmm. and 2021. In 2020, we had we were changing hotels because we had reached a, 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 the size yeah. where we couldn't stay in the hotel where we were and keep you know growing. Uh, and so yep. it was a lot of work. You know, we, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the team there talked to 40 or so hotels in the Bay Area, and oh, yeah. it was exhausting. And finally, in early March, we, we landed the contract. <laughs> it was signed. It, we, everybody was happy. The hotel was happy. We were happy. And one week later, oh, yeah. we closed down. The Bay Area mm. shut down. Yeah, no, um, my, my company, our headquarters are in the Bay Area. And so, yeah, it was like, it was almost, even though I live on the, you know, on the East Coast, it was a front row sort of seat to all of that when it was just like, you know, don't come into work tomorrow. Everybody work from home. Yeah. Um, we're remote first, so this was not a big deal. Like right. most of the company, you know, it was like, only people who needed to go into the office went in anyway, but it was still like, whoa, this is not, you know, there there was a lot going on there. Um, so, anywho. Um, so, and, and then in 2021, we had to decide mm -hmm. early, again, for hotel reasons, are we going in person yeah. or not? And all we could do was stay attentive to what, you know, uh, health Experts oh, yeah. sa said, and we, at the time, we decided not to go in person because we couldn't mm -hmm. feel confident. It was yeah. still really early. We were just barely starting to talk about the Delta variant. Mm -hmm. And now we're congratulating ourselves that we were able to, to, you know, make the hard decision because it would have been a flop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 
and uh, I'm I'm all in favor of, of taking the cautious approach. I actually just got uh, booster number three, well, booster number one, but shot number three last week. So right. yeah, no, you know. Um, so hopefully next year. Fingers crossed. I hope so, because <laughs> yeah. it's really good in person. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's another so, place where productivity was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. I was going to start to move to the next question, but if you've got more, let's let's hear it. I'm all well, I was, I was going to say that was my <laughs> my angle on convention organizing. I started with the small local conventions uh, years mm-hmm. ago, and I just. I was enthusiastic and I'm good at organizing. I'm good at, you know, taking, taking notes and having agendas and uh, action items and calling back people and organizing information and setting up a database and so forth. So I found myself, you know, staff on a yeah. bunch of conventions and all this, you know, eventually led to knowing a lot of people so that when I came to Evil Hat saying, yeah, I got an idea for a book, um, which they didn't take, but they got me another one. They knew I had a a known value, right? I had shown I could get things done. Yeah. Thinking of that and the known value and the getting things done, um, are there any systems or and habits that you find particularly valuable? Again, I think it's it's very dependent on on what kind of person you are, how your brain functions. But for me, writing it down, writing down a, an action item as soon as possible, very very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but not necessarily, you know. There was a I want to say it's what twenty years ago that uh, multitasking was the big thing everybody had yep. to multitask mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think we've all seen that it can be incredibly unproductive to multitask on certain things yeah uh the, all about the, the context switching yeah yeah and it used to be like trainers came to the, the office where where i worked and would tell us that if it's something quick like uh, respond to an email just do it right away uh-uh. <laughs> if, you, if you were trying to do, to do something that demanded the least bit of concentration, you're totally out of it after. So, you know, I make a note, but I don't necessarily address it immediately. I try to block mm. out times for different yeah. types of tasks. Um, I'm more alert in the morning. I try to do my thinking stuff in the morning and I keep Tasks like maybe spreadsheet work or database work that can be repetitive, that can be templated uh, for the afternoons. That's just me. And nowadays I try to avoid working evenings because (laughs) my alertness has dropped a lot now that I'm older. Uh, Yeah, I know. I am familiar. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What I do I get is getting old. I'm trying not. I'm trying not to do the math. I will not do the math. Um, as my wife says, don't ever do the math, right? Um, <laughs> and like I was yeah. saying, constantly trying mm-hmm. new tools, and not mm-hmm. not in year of working, but you know, keeping alert for bookmarking. Oh, this goes in my folder for you know uh, software for X, Y, and Z. And at at some point, I'll take a Saturday morning and just clearly uh, really mm-hmm. examine them and. 
uh, pros and cons and maybe I'm going to decide I'm not ready to switch the, for any of them but you know right I, right I uh, I like this system mm-hmm. and when uh, you were talking about the cooking and the holiday cooking mm-hmm. earlier yes, it's, it's yeah I think it's a, a good metaphor for my way of working. I like to have mm-hmm. my mise en place done. Ah, so yes. <laughs> I get everything I need set up. Uh, I need, if I have several websites, I, you know, I have all my tabs organized in my browser <laughs> and, and, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order. Uh, I will, yeah. will have my sp- spreadsheet placed, you know, I'm at my windows, uh, <laughs> displayed where I need them. Yeah. I am I am so familiar with the concept, and and you're not the only person who does that. They're like, nope, we have to set everything up for this task so that I can focus on it, and then when it's time to go to the next thing, we'll we'll put everything away, and then we'll go to the next task and the next thing. So yeah. Although I'm starting to look at the Lego method, uh, which I, I'm calling this. Um, have you built any of the new, like more recent Lego sets? No, not the recent ones. I know they have a lot more shaped parts than they used to. They also divide them into sections and have bags that are specific to that section. So I'm going to turn my camera. Yeah, so like if you look over, you could. uh, I have the Razor Crest Lego set here from The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. And it's like part one. Here are the pieces to get to put part one together. And now here's part two. And at the end of part two, you put part one on top of part two. And then, Mm -hmm. and so it builds like that. And, but the nice thing is it's all pre-bagged so that when I get, if something happens and I have to stop after part two, I can just set it down and I don't have to worry that I've just, I have to go resort things later. No, because I haven't opened bag number three yet. Um, Oh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I this weekend I received a wonder in that that department. Oh. I had uh, I had backed the Kickstarter for the board game called Unsettled by Orange Nebula, and okay. it's you know the pandemic threw everything, mm-hmm. so it had been oh, a yeah. while. But oh, I yeah. finally got my big box set, mm-hmm. and that that box is. Uh, probably a, a, about uh, six to eight, maybe eight, eight, eight inches wide and mm-hmm. 12, 14 inches long, about probably a foot high. Yeah. And it is crammed <laughs> with goodness, but it is so well organized. Instead oh. of having a central board, every tray is both mm-hmm. the organizer in which you are going to uh, keep oh. your pieces and where you're going to display them on the board. So when you're breaking it down, you don't sort your counters or anything. You yeah. just stack your trays and put them in a box. Oh, that's Which means nice. that you can also interrupt the game, right? Mm-hmm. You can yeah. save game. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, I kind of wish they would do that. They had done that with Wingspan, but that's okay. It's such a great game that I will. I will forgive, yeah. Um, and they, they may come up with another edition at some point. But, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking But the, the, that's the kind of thing I find just magical, finding ways of, of uh, f- fulfilling multiple purposes with one mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if we if there was a game. Um, some friends have basically a private relaxicon, and they invite all their friends, um, and we just do nothing but play board games for the entire weekend. Um, and I'm trying to remember because... Uh, they own a game store. 
Um, oh yeah. Okay. So they're always like, Hey, what do you want to play? What store copy can we bring? Um, that sort of thing. And I'm trying to remember if there's anything with any really unique, um, storage solutions that now it, it all felt kind of the same across all of it. Um, but, I, uh, I've heard that some yeah. recent games had some some features like that, but mm-hmm. um, I have a friend who buys all the new board games, so you know we need to go play at his house. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I'm waiting for my. I believe they call it the grief case for the latest uh, Gloom Kickstarter. Um, that was I part of that. Pay for that much? I I do have the. <laughs> it's a Frosthaven, right? Uh, or the expansion to Gloomhaven. No, no, no. Gloom from, oh. uh, yeah, the card game. Oh, okay. No, I did not yeah. back that one. Yeah. I, I, I am, if the black t-shirt didn't give it away, I've been a goth for a very long time. And so Gloom <laughs> is like one of my favorite games. And when I saw they had a, oh, by the way, at this backer level, you get a box to put all of your Gloom cards in with little dividers to keep them organized. I was like, Y'all are just trying to take all my money. <laughs> that, that, that's true, they yeah. are. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> I know the, the original edition, uh, it was frustrating. As soon as you pulled the card, it would stuff oh, yeah. like you didn't have time to put it in the sleeve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, this is much more along the lines of I no longer have to plan if I'm going to take... Like when I went to the castle this year, I had to get a, a, basically a reusable grocery bag and stack all of the card decks in their individual boxes in it to carry. And now I'm like, I can just grab and go with one yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, nice. Of course, uh, that also had every, you know, that had all of Fiasco in it. So it was a multi-purpose bag. But <laughs> um, uh, let me make a note to link those in the uh, in the show notes. Um because people will be like, what is this game fiasco? Oh, you have no idea. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, fiasco is an excellent game to teach someone how to uh, yeah. how to play this sort of tabletop game that's not mm-hmm. quite a board game. It yeah. starts getting into the role-playing game. It makes a good segue mm-hmm. in, into the world. Yeah. Um, and now... Uh, Timing on this, so when the episode comes out, this will have happened months ago, but they just released like three or yes. four new expansion sets that I got to pick up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm excited because one of them is in the Antarctic. And after the, the skunk ape one, the one set in the, the swamps, uh, I'm just excited about the, the Antarctica. So, well, I can't. Uh... <laughs> I can't talk about it because I'm not sure what uh, what mm-hmm. they've already said officially, but I know they have a lot more goodies co- uh, coming oh. out that are very sweet. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I love it. Uh, yeah. Actually, oh. if you missed mm-hmm. this, Jen, mm-hmm. who was also at the, uh, at the uh, project We're... management uh, panel, mm-hmm. she, we were also in a panel last Sunday at Metatopia, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think mm-hmm. that should be available. And she does talk about uh, bringing Fiasco to Roll20 and some of the tools that they're going to make available. So it's well yeah. worth uh, listening to. With with any luck, her schedule will free up and we will be able to – she has agreed to appear on the show. And so awesome. uh, we're just waiting on her scheduling to free up so that we can we can do that dance. And uh, so, uh, same with Jason, um, Jason Morningstar. But They're all wonderful people. 
Well, and they're just up the road, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that, that you're in the same neck of the woods. Yeah, no, I'm about, uh, I guess, 45 minutes away from Durham, North Carolina. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, at least Jason's local. Jen is not, so. (laughs) But, yeah, no, um, Bully Pulpit is, uh, we're big fans, and uh, I keep hearing great things about them. So, wow. Um, Well, that went on a tangent. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, if we're going to talk about uh, games, I'm going to get in a t- in tangent. That's, that's many, fine. Many it's, it's, it's fine. Um, but uh, you had touched. You said that in the mornings you try to schedule some tasks, and in the afternoons other kinds of tasks, and then the evening not just not work basically, which I'm all in favor. I try. Of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can probably skip the "What does a typical day look like?" question. Because you've kind of <laughs> explained it, right? Um, and we can we can go straight to um, how do I how do I phrase this? The soft skill, the fun. I enjoy my favorite questions of the of the batch. Um, if you're ready. Okay. <laughs> um, what is the best advice you've been given, and or the best advice you would give someone else? The best advice I've received and hit in many places, but it's Mm -hmm. uh, reminders that it's better to have something done than to have something perfect because I tend to want perfect. Yeah. Uh, And so setting, uh, it's it's more difficult to set myself that that uh, that mission for my own. Stuff mm-hmm. then, you know, because you work for somebody, they they will give you a deadline. Uh, but yeah, on the tasks I undertake for for my own uh, interest, uh, mm-hmm. they can be hobby projects, for example. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the uh, perfect is the enemy of done is yes, totally that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I I use and hear all the time. But I've also um, uh, we were going over it and. Um, Perfect is the enemy of great. Perfect is the enemy of, um, oh, there was there was a whole r- run that one of one of my friends went through when we were talking about uh, when one of the guests was talking about how perfect is the enemy of great for her because that's what she wants to provide. She wants to provide uh, you know great services or great um, experiences, um, and so but trying to make that perfect you'll never get there and so it will never be great it'll never be done it'll never be yeah mm-hmm. yeah and uh, um. that goes against my what is my unofficial but uh, personal mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, motto i guess uh, if something is worth doing it's worth overdoing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i i i have had that problem um I would say just ask my wife, but we we don't have time for that on this this particular format. So <laughs> But the um, advice I would give mm-hmm. for the second part of the question think would be uh take the time to plan. Uh there's the bromide about the stitch in time saves uh, saves 10 or something like that. Uh, nine actually, yeah. Okay, saves nine because it <laughs> yeah. almost rhymes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
taking the time to to think about what is the problem you're tackling, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, it's something you know it's it's actual problem solving or whether it's creating mm-hmm. a, a a thing, but Think about what's the end result and how do I get there? It's not necessarily always the same recipe. If you're oh, working yeah. for somebody else, making it clear what they expect and making sure that what you expect and what they expect match and then thinking about, okay, how do we get there to the actual result and not the nominal? And it's not yeah. a given. I have worked for... um I was talking about burning out in the consulting world and mm-hmm. and I've worked for companies that really thought about what is it the client really wants and needs and mm-hmm. if if what they're asking for is is more expensive if there was a way to do it cheaper or better mm-hmm. we'll tell them even if it makes us less money and yeah. then I ended up working for other consultants that would just look at me in horror when I would say, well, they could, they could do that for a tenth of the price by taking another approach. It's like, this is what the client asked for. This is what we'll design. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and this maybe it's what it the client for them. needs. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the, what the client wants. And it's like, mm. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes you don't know what you really need. Sometimes your client or your boss doesn't understand what they really need. Uh, so establishing that, that's the first step. Yeah. But as part of that planning, uh, figuring out the uh, maybe there's multiple paths to to get there. Maybe you want mm-hmm. to the one that's the most flexible that will give you a chance to change your mind, or maybe you want the shortest. It's not, or maybe you want the yeah. cheapest. But it's very likely that those three are not the same. Yeah, um, the Iron Triangle, right? Mm-hmm, Cheap, definitely. Fast, one done. Pick two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes pick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it it will not be cheap or fast, but it will be. <laughs> it will be it good. It will be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, the um, the easy but sad question. Okay. How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Well, the first uh, my my first reaction is always to try to to find what's my backup plan. I usually mm-hmm. have plan B, plan C. <laughs> um, <laughs> What yeah. can we do? And, 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 you know, if it's a, an unhappy customer, for example, then that maybe what can we give them while we mm-hmm. find a way to fix that, um, to, so that they, they can, uh, they can achieve their ends. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's a personal fa- uh, project, mm-hmm. it can be a, a, a lot harder because you don't if you're not trying to satisfy somebody else you don't necessarily jump into action mode right you, right, you get right. into re, uh, reviewing and and maybe mm-hmm. a, a spiral a negative spiral there uh so the advice for there for both for myself and for others is look at it as if you were looking at a friend or a colleague's mm-hmm. adults 
you know, don't, don't just focus on your negatives, but uh, think if, if, uh, if your best colleague came, uh, came up with the same result, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably wouldn't uh, say. Mm-hmm. Chris, I've, this is a terrible, terrible result. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I have, uh, because of my experience with burnout, um, many, many years ago, I, I have neurochemistry or I take pills to keep my neurochemistry from going into that spiral, but it's still, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, burnout is a hell of a thing and I never want to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, all right. Other side of the coin, because we have to have the other side of the coin, right? So the difficult but happy question, because we, we like to end the, these questions, this part of the interview at least, on, on a happy note. Um, do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how? Oh, well, I'll do my happy dance. <laughs> it's something where I have to keep going. I have more stuff to do, but I'll tell myself, mm-hmm. God, I'm good. There you go. For the days where I say, I'm Mm -hmm. so dumb. (laughs) Um, But I will, uh, uh, you know, uh, sometimes it'll be just uh, my husband and I will order dinner out, right? We can't go out, so. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) We miss that. Um, But yes. uh, Mm -hmm. And because I'm aging, if it's a success at the end of the day, I'll probably go take a nap to celebrate (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I used to be like, I don't know why you're taking a nap in the middle of the day, and now I'm just like, you know, if I didn't have a meeting at one, I yeah. could, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I could spend my lunchtime napping. Hmm. Yeah, I wish we had the siesta tradition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very much so. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's everything. Okay. Anything yeah. that was unclear or where I rambled too much and you want to no, get back on that? No. Okay. Um, no, uh, actually the, the, the next question is, uh, I, I think it, I think it's actually a very important question and it's our new for 2021 question. Um, we're doing great. We have Patreon. We have, you know, Kofi. We have all that stuff, but we don't need it. So what charity should our people should our listeners give money to instead of us? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a lot of uh, very good choices. Uh, <laughs> my, if you want it to, to be related to games, uh, there's Big Bad Con. If you want it to be related to uh, efficiency, I'm not sure. But um, two of uh, my big ones at the moment are... Uh, the uh, Planned Parenthood Foundation and uh, uh, Climate Change Action. And uh, I'll try all. to... Yeah. No. Um, Planned Parenthood, we are, are great supporters of, uh, have been for many years, and both personally and on the show. So, yeah. Black Lives Matter, anything yep. uh, about uh, expanding voting... Uh, or not expanding, but protecting voting rights. Yes. Yeah, no, there's um, there's actually a whole, oh, where was it? Um, I would have to go through my show notes, but there is there's a, a, 
There's the Legal Defense Fund in Texas for um, undocumented persons that we've, yes. you know, that we uh, we regularly give to. Um, um, there is, I was going to say, we've, we've featured, um, there's one that's specific around protecting the lakes in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, from pollution. We have we have a lot. Um, There's so many good causes mm -hmm. to contribute oh, yeah, to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say not the Red Cross because they don't give much yeah. for what they get. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, uh, another one that we're, we're we like to uh, we like to advocate for is uh, Trans Lifeline. Yes. Which is yeah, uh, fantastic. Fantastic service and charity if you need it, and we have no problem supporting it. Yeah, so. there's a lot of uh, places to do good. Yes. Yeah. And if you can't give money, mm -hmm. sometimes you can give time or mm -hmm. tweets, you know. Yeah. The times are hard for a lot of people. Uh, I've had very, very hard times in recent years. But yeah. 2020 and 2021, financially, mm -hmm. I didn't do poorly because I was already a remote worker. I was already yeah. working from home. And so I'm counting my blessings. And mm -hmm. I try to, to help where I can, but a lot of people need a hand getting oh, out of no. that hole. Uh, believe me, I know. I know. And I've got, you know, and I, I, I think it's funny. Um, I had the great budget reworking this half of the year because um, the tuition for my youngest son changed. No, and suddenly right. my, my budget is in disarray because you know, <laughs> I had budgeted around like last semester's amounts and this, yeah. So no. Um, and I, I understand how privileged I am to be able to say that's a problem, but you know, it's, it's, it's certainly there. Where do we find you online? If you, if you want to share. <laughs> uh, I will uh, share the the links. I can mm -hmm. probably easiest if I just e email them. Yeah. But yeah. I'm my I'm going to try to update my blog again. It's mostly <laughs> about games, opinions, movies. Uh, well, not not very much movies, but last two years for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, books. Yay, we're big fans of books. <laughs> <laughs> and games. Opinions. I have so many yeah. opinions. <laughs> I, one of my wife's opinions this last last week um, had uh, the entire Dune fandom running to yell at her on Twitter, which she thinks is a uh, a spectator sport, not a um, not a problem, and all of them. We're very surprised when she was very nice to them. So, <laughs> so what did she say? Um, that Dune was a very, very serious movie, and it only had one joke in it, and that just seemed like, um, you know, that that doesn't necessarily resonate with her. And so all of the Dune fanboys were like, oh, you just want Mar Marvel laugh a minute. And she's like, no. <laughs> of course, there's no middle. There's nothing in between. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, uh, watching their reaction to her saying, I'm I'm just, uh, I write horror novels and I garden. I don't know where you think all this other stuff is coming from. Or talking about potatoes to them has been very entertaining for the last month. Or not last month, the last week. So... <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so mean because I am a fan, I, uh, but I 
tend to uh, have way too much glee when there's fan rage. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh, and then no. we just and and then we just remind them that you know the David Lynch movie had Sting in a metallic you know bikini brief, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, I, I I like both movies. That's. Yeah. But that that does uh, this is completely unrelated to productivity, but it, it is, is a, 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 a central thing to fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am a big fan. I'm a, uh, I guess I'm, a, I'm even a super fan sometimes because <laughs> I connect people. But mm-hmm. but I'm the kind of fan who loves to celebrate things. There was this really great thing I, I watched, yeah, I read, yeah, I, yeah. I listened to, and I want to share it. And there are some fans who seem to just want to hold up and say, this is what I uh, I want to worship and everything else is bad. And I'm just going to spend my time yeah. telling you what you like is bad. So. Yeah. Um, and the bad news is that uh, in a lot of ways, fandom has been like that for decades. Because they're so. noisy. But that's why I, yeah. those of us who... who get joy out of the fandom mm-hmm. must share it and <laughs> absolutely tell authors uh, that's one thing i love about modern communication it's mm-hmm. not a, a weird letter going to the uh, the publisher and maybe never reaching uh, the writer i can just email them right now or send a tweet and tell them you know that book really it really hit me oh, at yeah. the right time i needed that mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's been great to watch um, uh, with uh, the book, the the YA novel my wife released last. Okay, by the time this is airing, two years ago, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, last year in 2020 um, has brought so much joy to so many people, um, and you know, it's just been great to to see that happen in real time. I mean, that's the thing about it, real time with it. Um, you're going to go look it up now, aren't you? <laughs> well, um, I am. Uh, I, I have not asked who your wife is. Because uh, okay, yeah. At, at the beginning, uh, you know, you, you don't want to get into personal uh, information if it's not offered. But it sounds like... A, I, I try not. I try not to to do it too much because honestly, she's my co-host on the non-interview portion of the show, and so people hear me oh, talk okay. about her all the time. Um, okay. uh, yeah, um, t- uh, Ursula Vernon, uh, also known as T. Kingfisher, author of um, the book in question is the defense, the A Wizard's Guide to Defense of Baking. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a real writer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely good. Yeah, good um, to know. But just watching the fan reactions as they've been reading, like, the self-published books or the novels or things in real time, um, including the swearing over a couple of the <laughs> the horror novels. Um, yeah, the, the yelling about how did you put a jump scare into a horror novel and make it work? I hate you, but I can't stop reading. Um, you know, it's great. It's fantastic. So, <laughs> well, congratulations to your wife too, then. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, do you have a Twitter, by the way? Or is... I do. Um, you don't have to share if you don't want to. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I usually repost things uh, with opinions, and 
I'll I'll email you all that okay. because the yep. the spelling it's easier to be sure that the the link is the correct. Oh yeah, file. yeah. And so uh, for for everybody who's listening, I will put all of this in the show notes for you, so that you don't have to worry about my spelling either when I write it down <laughs> wrong. <laughs> because I got all my handles in French. Because ah, if okay. if people haven't guessed, but I'm not a native <laughs> speaker of English. <laughs> So I had French, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. handles and uh, these, <laughs> these uh, I've been on the Internet long enough that you don't want to change because people know you under that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the worst was I was trying to bring over my dial up bulletin board handle. And the problem is that it was really popular, so I couldn't get it. So I had to I literally at that point in time had to start changing things around to my, my, you know, my current handle because I literally could not get it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, and this you was in, get your own name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how I found out. I have a, a very distant cousin with the exact same name in, um, a different middle name, but, uh, yeah. So we've been competing for the first initial last name on, Social media service based on who gets there first at this point. <laughs> Taking your territory. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. It was a this pleasure. Been, yeah, this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, and anytime you want to come back, you just say the word, we'll make it happen. And at the time we are speaking, I'm going to say mm-hmm. happy Thanksgiving and holiday season. But yes. for the listener, at that point, mm-hmm. I'm going to say um, a happy Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. President's yeah. Day. <laughs> and, um, and thinking of the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I didn't say back loud enough that time, but it's there. So I want to thank Sophie for spending some time talking to us this week. It was just great to uh, discuss all of the things. A lot of game geeking, I'm not going to lie. Um, and uh, a whole bunch of uh, ideas for you to try and games for you to try if, if you're into that. Um, of course, my, my personal favorites that we discussed were Thirsty Sword Lesbians and Gloom and uh, Fiasco, because Fiasco is just awesome. Um, yeah, uh, so all that. Um, so that brings us to our word. What is our word? Our word of the week is all all pressed together, Big Bad Con, since Sophie's one of the organizers and the people who helps put it together. And... I had a lot of fun at Big Bad Con Online. I'm hoping that they're able to do it in person this year and actually go in person 
to it. It's not often. I'm like, I want to go visit a con for the con's sake. Uh, but this one was just so great with the content and the discussions around it that I don't want to miss out uh, this year. So you can find out what to do with that word, which is actually a badge code at productivityalchemy.com. There's a little box where you enter badge code. You just type in big bad con, all one word, and it will award you a badge. And you can learn about why you want a badge, what to do with them, how they work, and all kinds of other cool things as well. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, there's also a link there that says support, which will take you to things like a donation form or Patreon or Kofi. And don't. Please. Yes. Please don't. We don't need it. We're nope. doing good. Mm -mm. All is well. Yeah, uh, we're, we're great. You uh, you should probably give money to a charity, and we have some suggestions. Yes. Um, Sophie suggested the following. First off, Big Bad Con. It's a nonprofit, and it's doing a lot of good work with inclusion and diversity in uh, the tabletop game space, which is, you know, an ongoing thing. Um, Planned Parenthood, which uh, we are supporters of ourselves, um, and all of their work for women's health that is more than just what certain political people would pay, would uh, paint it as. Um, climate action. Um, another one that's, that's close to my heart, uh, as uh, many of you may or may not know, my youngest son is studying to become a climatologist and has a much bigger understanding of that. Um, so yeah, anything for climate action. Um, Black Lives Matter, uh, which continues to need support uh, just because the 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 one person is out of political office doesn't mean that the work doesn't still need to be done. It will need to be done for a very long time. And of course, uh, anything involving protecting votes. And I'm going to put links uh, in the show notes. But uh, as we've seen, um, even with some changes, there are people out there who feel that their sole purpose in life is making sure that only the, and I'm putting this in air quotes, right people get to vote. And I think it's really important that we fight every single one of those efforts. Absolutely. You know, so I'll put links into the, um, into the show notes. And that's that for this week. So, Hey, that's good. We, I had what I feel like is a productive week, even if I'm behind on one or two things. Um, and still at inbox like six. Um, I'm feeling very productive today, so tomorrow I should get absolutely nothing absolutely done. Absolutely nothing. Well, yeah, no, because tomorrow's an errands day. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so there's there's what we're looking forward to. So uh, for all of you out there who didn't have a snow day, who may be in the middle of summer because you're in the southern hemisphere, um, you know, enjoy it. Uh, for those of you who are in the middle of winter and maybe got an ice day or a snow day like we did, enjoy it. Um, see if you can take some time off and just enjoy something you like that is completely disconnected because that is the best way to recharge yourself and um, stay productive. And if you can't, uh, we're all pulling for you. Yeah, no, you, you just, you can do this. You can do your best. You're this really turned can. into the Red Green Show. And keep your stick on the ice. I really need to watch the Red Green Show someday. Probably. <laughs>